Welcome to Opening the Door Podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today, you'll hear a conversation I had with Luke about awakening your intuitive abilities. Luke also interviewed me for episode 17, so you'll recognize him from that episode as well. Luke brings lots of questions to my tips, which I hope you find super helpful, and he really approaches it from a standpoint of being a first-time learner, which I think is super helpful. And of course, we go on some good tangents in this episode as well. Enjoy and remember, don't be afraid to open your door. I have Luke here today. You can hear Luke also in... Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> you can hear also Luke in... Um, I'm losing the episode, but it is a get to know me, meet Haley B episode. And we have our little ice drinks here. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> There's a little ice drink ASMR for you. And we're going to be chatting through awakening your own psychic abilities. So... Because I'm spiritually dead over here. I've got <laughs> nothing. Never seen a ghost. Never had a spiritual encounter. Except for things that have kind of confirmed to me through the path that Haley has, you know, helped coach me on or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be your little experiment here. So yeah. So can help awaken my spiritual journey as well. Uh, yeah. So I have some <clears throat> tips. We'll go through some tips and then Luke's going to, you know, ask questions as we go and, and we'll kind of see yeah. where the conversation takes us. So your first tip for sort of awakening your own psychic ability... First tip is sort of getting to understand what your strongest clairs might be. So when we talk about clairs, that just stands for clear. So you have clairvoyance, which is your sight. That's I'm very clairvoyant. It's one of my main strongest clairs. So that would be seeing things within your mind's eye and seeing ghosts. If you see ghosts, you're probably very clairvoyant. And is that all within your mind's eye? Or the ghosts is... aren't. The ghosts are with my eyeballs. Right. But, yeah. I, um, I, I think. But yeah. Signs or sim- I think we should use the word symbols instead of signs because signs you can see like physically will be in front of you, but symbols within your mind's eye. So for okay. example, can we talk about the first reading we did with you? Yeah, okay. yeah. You're so like to. for example, the first one of the first things that I saw when I was collect- connecting with Luke's guides were was an acorn, and I had sort of asked that question. I think I had asked like, what is a sign that mm-hmm. like Luke can look? Because I was really interested in getting in contact. Yeah. With. So I saw an acorn, and that's in my mind's eye. So if you're seeing things within your mind's eye or you're very visual, like you're reading a book and you can see it all in your brain through photo, through like pictures, you probably, like you could work with clairvoyance very easily. Clairsentience, which is just like a clear feeling. This one's tougher, but like if you have gut feelings about things, if you're feeling something in your gut, if you, if your fingers get tingly for when you're receiving information or hmm. something like that. So maybe that. So are, are, you, are you saying for a person's, like, if someone's just starting out, where their natural ability to have some sort of extrasensory thing, like if someone really has a lot of nostalgia with smells or right. is very, like, yep. audio-focused, going, kind of, like, running downhill, downstream yeah. with whatever you're most active yeah, with, in any way? Yes, exactly, okay. yeah, right. So if, if, like, you're prone to, I don't know, like, if you feel very in your body a lot of the time, so if you're, I don't know, somebody calls you and you get butterflies in your stomach or your shoulders tense or, you know, stuff like that. Sure. So just like being very aware of your body. So if you're very aware of your body, you might be clairsentient. Um, and obviously you can work across many of these clairs. You're not just one. Um, then we have clairaudience, which is you can, and clairaudience is my sort of second strongest clair. So... That's when you're hearing words and phrases within your mind. So maybe if you're talking to yourself a lot in your head, um, and I sort of cover that in the ego and intuition episode. 
So, yeah, if you're talking to yourself in your head or rehearsing uh, arguments in your head, you might <laughs> do the Claire do audience you do that? thing. Yeah, do you rehearse yeah, arguments yeah. in your head? It's, no, I don't rehearse them. I just do it because I want to be in control of... It's like, you know what I mean? Let's I see talk it. about that. Yeah, let's just talk about it. Well, it is. Like, a lot of therapists on, like, Instagram are like, if you're doing the argument thing in your own head or, like... And I did this a lot when I first started with this work because I was afraid that, like, people would fight with me about it. And yeah. I'd be like, this is how I'll answer. So it's kind of like that. It's like, if this person says that, then I'm going to say this, you know, like that mm-hmm. type of thing. It's something you shouldn't do, but I do it. <laughs> and so, we all have our those little behaviors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no problem. So that there's that. There's some other ones that I know I'm forgetting, like Claire Gustiance is when you can, like, ta- taste things. Oh. So, for instance, if you're reading somebody and you all of a sudden taste bubblegum, you're like, do they love to chew bubblegum? And they're yeah. like, yeah. Something like that. Huh. I had... And taste taste and smell, basically, like something like that. Have you ever um, had any of those I, clairs that you aren't as I had one with? time I smelled cigarette smoke very Whoa. clearly. Um, but yeah, that's not one that I usually work with. Hmm. Did I say clairsentience already? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which so is one I actually connected with a lot because okay. I am a very like bodily sense. And, and that's a reason I was thinking about love languages too because physical touch is like top tier love right. language. So maybe yeah. that... I don't know. Maybe there's some interplay between love languages and yeah. you know how we how we have our like kind of latent clairs yeah, or whatever. Definitely. Um, I think the last one I didn't mention is claircognizance, which is just clear knowing. And this one can be the hardest because it can hmm. literally just be like you know something. Maybe somebody walks in the room and you just in your head you hear pregnant, and they are pregnant. Then they Whoa. tell you two minutes later that they're pregnant. Like that's claircognizance. Have you ever had that? Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I, and it's very subtle that's the problem with claircognizance you mm-hmm. can just it's that feeling of like I just know but I can't explain why I know and as a reader that can be really hard to explain to somebody who's sitting for you sure um, just I mean it's very it's very clarifying I think for people and it, it can be really cool but it's hard to explain like <clears throat> how that works it's dropped in faster than a thought it's dropped in faster than your brain could muster it yeah if that makes sense yeah so those are the main ones. So, I think that's really helpful to hear because speaking as someone who doesn't have a lot of experience, my sort of outside thought would be, okay, do I just need to like meditate and see what comes into my mind's eye without really knowing what mind's eye is like, but having these different aspects and senses that your extrasensory things can come through, I think is, is a good way to open doors for more people to be like, yes. well, what naturally feels like would be best for me, whether it's clairaudience or clairvoyance or clairsentience or whatever. Yeah, like you do not have to be clairvoyant to be a successful psychic medium. And I think a lot of people like clairvoyance is like the biggest one that people know what it means. Yeah. And I think a lot of time people can just think that clairvoyance means that you can tell the future. That's <laughs> not really what it is, but I think that's like the pop culture right. way of describing, you, so describing it. But it's really just like you can see, you see symbols within your mind's eye and that's how you receive information. Yeah. So you can receive information in all these ways and it's sort of like getting to know what those mean to you. And I also think a really good way to learn which one might be your strongest one starting out is your learning style. Like, are you an auditory learner? Do you learn by doing things? Do you learn by listening to a podcast? You know what I mean? So sort of like seeing what's your, what's your learning style and then applying that to like the clairs that we just talked about. I Hmm. think can be an easy way to sort of like, figure out which one you might be working with. And if you're still sitting there thinking like, gosh, I don't know, like none of them, uh, probably that's not true, first of all. So try again. And you can just sort of experiment with them. Like you can, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in the second, but like you can work with your guides and be like, 
can you show me an apple in my mind's eye and see what you can bring through? Or are you feeling something more in your chest when you're trying to communicate with your guys and then you might have that sort of clear sentience yeah. going on, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my first tip is just sort of like getting to know and understanding your clairs. Yeah. And what do they mean well, and also, how might they come through for you? And it seems like the end goal of that is more self-knowledge and being more in tune with yourself. Because you're listening to the ways that your body or your mind or your senses are reacting to things. And just being more in tune with what you're picking up and how you pick up things. Yes. To not just like be a successful medium, but use those as tools to understand yourself more. Yeah, totally. And I, I also would say being present is really helpful in all mm. spiritual work. And I think it's like almost <clears throat> the point of a lot of spiritual work. Yeah. But being present is really helpful in being able to like bring through all this stuff too. Yeah. So that's just like a little side note. Yeah. So the second thing, second little tip here is to, before you sort of dive into maybe working with your guides or working with other entities, like bringing through dead people, anything that you would want to do in a safe way is to get to know your own intuition before moving forward with your guides or any other type of work. So yeah, don't um, jump in the deep end. Yeah. Don't be like just channeling God knows what. Like what? first you need to know your own intuition. Like what does your own intuition yeah feel like, sound like, move like, receive like. And some ways that you can do that, one, listen to the ego or intuition episode of this podcast because we go over, or I go over really clearly, like, what does your ego sound like? And I just sort of talk through, like, how do you understand what your ego sounds like versus your intuition? Because obviously those are two different things. That's a really good distinguish. You have to, or else you're, like, I don't know. I don't want to say you have to because it sounds like a hard and fast rule, but it's so important because... You really could, if you don't know the difference, easily within this work could let your ego just start running the whole show. And then it's like, and then you're your messages, your right, you're like validating your egos your and your messages <clears throat> aren't, as, aren't as potent. And yeah, there's just a lot that goes into that. So definitely getting to know the difference between your ego and your intuition. Just a quick note, if you don't feel like scrolling back to that episode, <laughs> your ego will sound... Your ego might sound angry. Your ego might sound afraid. Your ego might sound like you're better than everybody else. Like those are some some big. So are there always emotions attached to your ego when there's a lot of emotions attached? Is that like a distinguisher you can use mm -hmm. to be like okay, so yeah, there's a feeling around this, then it might be right. Intuition is much more calm, quiet. Not in a bad way, quiet, but it's like it's not gonna feel as assertive sometimes as mm. your ego because your ego is like kicking and screaming. Yeah, it's a little and toddler in there. Yeah, exactly. And your intuition is gonna be like, this is how it is. And then there's like this, just this softness and calm that really surrounds that rather than your ego being like, well, everybody's gonna laugh at you if you post that on Instagram, so you better not. <laughs> like, like that's what your your ego is going to, it's really trying to protect you. Like it doesn't, yeah. but that can turn into non-growth and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely. that type of thing. Um, like I know my ego is very fear-based. So it's all that stuff like fear of being seen, fear of being this, that, yeah. that. And it's well, like, I think that's a loving way to look at your ego too. It's not just like, oh, my ego is trying to hold me down all the time. No, it's like a defense mechanism. Yes, it's trying it to is. It's trying to keep you alive. Yeah. And like, and thank you very much for that. Yeah. I think it's but, good to thank our egos yes, for Yes, absolutely. Things. And the thing is like, we don't want to kill our ego. The point of it isn't like to kill yeah, or to dissipate it. Right. It's just to be like, I know you're here. I'm going to drive though. Mm-hmm. You can be mm. in the back. Thank you. You can tell me Buckle this stuff. Up. Like have your gummy worms. <laughs> do your thing <laughs> and then be snack. a little passenger princess, but you're not going to be <laughs> driving. So definitely getting to know your ego and your intuition. Look back on, this is sort of just getting to know your own 
intuition. This is just a little tip. Like, looking back on, and I know this is so annoying. Like, even when I was thinking about this as a tip, I was like, oh, this takes, like, a lot of mental work. But if you look back on some moments in your life where you felt a huge sense of clarity, like, how did that clarity come through? Did it come through as a thought? Did it come through as a feeling in your chest? Did it come through as a, like, a vision of what your future could look like? So that kind of gives you hints about how to, how your intuition communicates with you, what it feels like, and also that can give you hints on how to communicate with your guides and stuff as well. Yeah, but, I really like that. Yeah. So just like looking back and being like, what did that feel like? And how did my body feel? Were there thoughts coming through? Was it more pictures in my mind? Like that's going to easily mm. give you a, a sense a look. of what your clairs your are, clairs, your intuition how goes. your intuition feels. Obviously, this is all really meshed together. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I think that's a good tip. Do you have any personal like, examples? I'm trying to think in my own life, but like that really rings true and not something I've thought about actively. Because at the time, when it feels like there are moments of clarity, it's just like an acknowledgement. But looking back on it, I can associate that with certain like colors or feelings or uh, like a sense of like my body just like dropping into something. Oh yeah, I yeah, love that. It's really interesting. Yeah, um, I I don't have any like specific examples that I could think of right now. I mean, there was definitely situations where I. Like, obviously, Claire audience is my second, or, like, my equally as strong as my clairvoyance. And I, like, a lot of the time when I was, like, going through weirdo, hard situations in college, I would hear, like, well, this is how it's going to end up. Like, I would already, like, I was being told what I needed to do. I was ignoring it. Yeah. But I was already being told what I needed to do through my intuition. And it was coming through his thoughts. Quick question you know? about that um, tangent. Is is when you, when you have your clear audience experiences, is that in your mind's eye or is it, do you actually physically hear? No, yeah, it's just in my mind. So okay. I'm not hearing like... So you don't actually If hear you're like hearing a disembodied voice. voices, I think you should see a therapist. Um, and that's not to say like, there's like, you know, if you're, if any disembodied voices are telling you to hurt yourself or hurt other people, hmm. like that's not a spiritual moment that is something else going on or like you have some entity activity that just needs to be worked out so no need to fear but yes when you're having a really clear like clear audience experience what's going to happen is like a lot of the time it'll come through in my own voice I don't really know how to explain that rather than like it's just in my head like when you're reading a book and you're reading dialogue yeah that's how it feels so is is that a big distinguisher between clairaudience and clairvoyance like seeing seeing something yeah because i'm not seeing words and phrases in my head in my mind's eye i'm hearing you will see entities too right so i'm I'm, i guess what i'm asking is would your advice to someone be the same if they're hearing a disembodied voice versus seeing a a disembodied figure do they want to seek help for both things does it seem yeah interesting because like you, you've yeah. Because I of... didn't see. Because I've seen a lot of ghosts, you've and I was like, I'm, well, yeah. I, I did think at one point I should. But yeah. So if you are feeling that way, like if you're seeing ghosts, um, there is some stuff that can like, like if you have lead poisoning, a lot of the time you can hallucinate. Whoa. Um. So if Those there's boomers, man. Yeah. That's yeah. So, so if you yeah, if there's any like carbon monoxide, any weird stuff going on in your house. So if if you are seeing a lot of ghosts or like feeling like you're hallucinating. Because I've never felt like I'm hallucinating in those moments. Okay. I'm just like, I see that. Okay. You it's know? easy for me as an external person who hasn't had as many experiences to be like, if I saw something, oh, fuck. Like, I'm going crazy. Like, right. Yeah. Going. No, no, it's okay. So, yeah. Like, <clears throat> I, I, I would never say 
it's, it's not a bad thing to go to the doctor and get your little... I think uh, Marin talks about this in her episode, uh, Stories from a Spiritual Awakening. And she went to the doctor and just did, like, a general check. How are my blood levels? Like, how are That's how smart. is everything in my body doing? Yeah. And that, that helped confirm for her. I'm, like, I'm not having, like, a psychotic thing going on. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely go to the doctor, figure it out. Um, but, yeah, like, thing, disembodied voices or apparitions that you're seeing... If they're, like, telling you to, like, hurt yourself, hurt somebody else, like, that's, that needs to be dealt with for sure. Yeah, no bueno. No, yeah. that's, a, that's a really good tangent, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I kind of lost our train, so. That's okay. People can look in their past Oh, yeah, like, moments of clarity. clarity. Yes. So, yeah, I can't think of, like, any specific, like, for me other than the one I, I kind of described. Yeah. Well, I, I want to touch on what we were, the tangent we were talking about, because, Again, as someone without these innate long-term experiences, there's a I think there's a certain draw to wanting to get going really fast and have all these experiences quickly and wanting to see things, wanting to hear things. And I think your story is a testament to that long process of doing it safely, opening the door a little bit at a time, not flinging them wide open yeah. to welcome in anything that comes. So like being safe, allowing time to happen for someone who's trying to develop their psychic abilities kind of taking baby steps with yourself yes totally it feels safe and it's just important because yeah you really want to be setting your intention for what you want to receive Mm -hmm. it's so and i really touched on this a bunch in our past recent episodes is like our bodies and our minds are such powerful places like they're so much powerful than we give them credit for i think a lot of people especially people listening to this podcast can attest to what they have helped their mind and their body experience through guided meditations or through working with their guides. Like it is, this is a really powerful place to be like the, the body that you are in right now, wherever you are, first of all, deserves a lot of love. But second of all is so fucking powerful. Mm. And like, just bask in that for a second because like you are just like this little powerhouse. There's a book. Oh gosh. What's it called? I think it's called a brief history of everything. I forget the the but it it basically our bodies have like the power I'm just going to butcher this of yeah, like however curious. many atomic bombs in it like our bodies have the electrical power of an atomic bomb hmm. And so if you just think about, like, accessing an ounce of that, mm. what can you do? Like, yeah. oh, it's just so cool to think about, right? So well, why, um, aren't, why don't people have more immediate access to that? Like, why does it take so much work to be able to get in touch with that? Like, why is it just not a more free thing? I don't know. What if it was? I think that's, like, the point of my work, I feel like, is, yeah. like, helping everybody access this because I really think... Right, but why... But... Why isn't <clears throat> it initially, like, yeah. okay, I, like... Why didn't the universe give it to us, like, right away? I think that's just part of the journey. Yeah. Part of, like, it's kind of what we, what we were talking about. Like, I want to go through the mud. I want to be yeah, dragged yeah, through yeah. the mud. I want to go <laughs> I through the I want to do pain. the work, baby. I want the growth. Like, that is, I mean, it's really fun when things are easy. But I, I also think there's this really cool thing where, like, you work to get the shit that you want. Yeah. And... Um, it's funny, in I'm... an anti-capitalist way, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to sort of, because I'm, uh, you know, I think by nature very, like, grinded out, hard work, bootstrappy, and I'm trying to undo that a lot in my life. Yeah. And, and I want to invite more grace for the people who can, yeah, kind of skip through 
the shit that I wish people didn't have to go through to get mm-hmm. to the other side. Like, I was listening to a podcast recently of people talking about having a sort of, and this is a big tangent, having spiritual experiences through substances like ayahuasca or some form of mushrooms or whatever. And is that like a cheat? Can the, can people just cheat the process by getting there? And initially, my, you know, innate I, I want to be like, well, yeah, that is cheating. That's not fair to the people who are doing the work. <laughs> um, but, you know, why? why? Why do I have to operate like that? Why can't I have grace for the people who just w- want to get there? And if they, if they get to a good point and are a better person and, and can heal themselves, like, mm. why, why do I have to invalidate that by them going through a quick process? Yeah, it does feel like a little bit of, like, internalized American capitalism, 100%. for sure. And 100%. that's fine. We all have it. I totally have it. But, yeah, no, um... I have had so many, if we're going to talk about psychedelics, which I have never done. I'm So something about psychedelics is ayahuasca, any of that type of stuff that can enhance these types of experiences are sometimes they really can awaken true mental illness within you if it's genetically, if it genetically has not been awoken. Sometimes those psychedelics actually can awaken those yeah, things. Yeah, there are definitely dangers there. And that is one of the reasons that I, at this point, have chosen not to participate. And isn't to say that nobody else can, but obviously yeah, do ayahuasca if you want. But I have also had just such powerful experiences meditating with with great, you know, yeah. beats and I also don't think like there that. is really a way to skip through the work no, I think you can have a spiritual experience while you're doing ayahuasca and then go clarity. right back to <clears throat> Yeah, your, and then you can life. still hold it as an end goal of like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to be able to reach that, but I got to kind of still go through a little bit of that yeah, mud. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's really no skipping the line. I mean, we all want to have really cool experiences. And I think we talked about that in the first episode we did. Like, every meditation isn't like this crazy clarity eye-opening. Sometimes it's just trying to be quiet. Yeah. But yeah, and then also, I don't know, also your mind is a really powerful place without that stuff. But whatever you want to do, it's totally up to you. <laughs> you do the psychedelics if you want to do the psychedelics, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, I do, I, I am interested in like microdosing. I think microdosing sure. could be kind of interesting. But that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> okay, anyway, tip number three. Let's get back to <clears throat> it. Tip number three. And this is something that's been like smattered all over the podcast almost every episode we might talk about it is meditation and it does not have to be sitting in lotus position in silent you can have a walking meditation you your brain doesn't have to be turned off a lot of the time i love to guide myself through meditations one of my favorite ways to help focus my meditations is to pick a color um like Mm. sometimes i just want to bask in the universe and i know this just sounds so fucking weird but sometimes like i just want to bask in the universe energy well it sounds hyper present which is cool right so basically what i'll do is i'll like pick some colors like i'm like oh i really want to like bask in sort of like the feminine energy so i'll pick like pinks and some like purpley blues and stuff and i see it as like a sort of painty mix and then i just sort of like find myself in the universal sky and I just like lay in those colors. Universal sky. What does yeah. that mean? Um, just like a starry sky. Like I just move myself up to okay. the sky in my mind's eye, y'all. And then I just like see those colors swirling around me and I just like invite the universe to be with me and I just lay in it. And so that can feel like obviously I'm not exactly quieting my mind, but I am focusing my mind to not be thinking about, I have to send this email, I have to go grocery shopping, I forgot tomatoes, like all that stuff. Oh, so, that's what I get tripped up on a lot. Yes, which for I sure. feel like I, I like start planning myself. my day in my oh, meditation. I'm like, oh. so when you focus on 
your breathing or when you focus on basking in the universe energy, just sort of getting into some sort of different space. And you can walk when you do this. You can listen to music when you do this. Like you're meditating. You can quilt. Like find a meditative process that and just helps not, you move into a different space. It's not you doing space. it worse if you need something like that. And that's something I've had to validate for myself because, yeah, sitting in silence just in my brain has not worked. And I'm also a very with slow breather, like I just have a very low heart rate. My, my resting heart rate is like 38 beats a minute. Doctor's like, would you need a pacemaker? Yeah. But <clears throat> so me concentrating on my breath, I'm like, well, I'm breathing so slowly. I, mm. This is so hard to concentrate on. But like, if you think about it, like sitting around a campfire, everyone is so like zoned in on the fire and right. it's a meditative thing. So, you can like, light a candle. Watching a lava lamp, lighting yeah. a candle. Ooh, I love watching a lava lamp. I yeah, love that. Great, right? Yeah, colors too. Lava. Yeah, like, colors. Yeah. yeah, totally. Because I need to quiet that internal process. There's so many times where I'm meditating and I'm like, oh, I need to write down my to-do list. Yeah. Oh, I need yes. to concentrate on this next thing. Totally. I got this done. Yes. And, and there's no perfect way to do it. So obviously this has been a huge theme throughout this podcast too within its first year is making this stuff completely your own and like and you don't have to meditate for like an hour or 45 minutes like I'm telling you most of my meditations are 10 to 15 minutes if I'm feeling sassy I'll do 20 minutes if I'm feeling if I'm meditating and I'm doing like a new moon bath or something it will be like 25 minutes but I'm not sitting down every morning we can't just skate by new moon bath what does that mean (laughs) So sometimes I don't have a bathtub. I've mentioned this in a few episodes, but I don't have a bathtub. She has a big bucket. But So I fill up a bucket. <laughs> no, but... She has a kiddie pool in her bathroom. <laughs> can't, my bathroom is so small. I can't oh, really? even fit a kiddie pool. Damn. It's so sad. Damn. I know. It's really sad. It's a tiny ass bathroom. I've seen people take like buy recycling bins, like the big industrial ones, and like fill it up to do like a cold plunge. Yeah. Those. Uh, it's like a that could probably fit plunge. in my little shower. I don't have a bathtub, so it's just a stall shower. It's anyway, terrible. you're in bath. So if I'm house sitting for my parents, they have a nice big bathtub and I will like um, basically fill the bath up and a lot of the time it does happen on a new moon it's kind of that's kind of interesting mm-hmm. to think about so maybe that's the universe thing like take a bath Haley so you stink uh, yeah <laughs> so your energy is terrible <laughs> so I basically fill the bathtub up nice hot water I do um, like bath salts whatever my mom has on hand sure and with those bath salts I'll put them in and with my hand before I get in I stir in my intentions so it's kind of like oh. a magical bath where I'll stir in my little potions my little intentions maybe some bath oil just like anything lovely then I'll put on like a soundscape um, which is basically just music and the calm app has new moon music for every sign so if the new moon is like in Aries or whatever hmm. you can put it on for that and I like to do that so I'll stir in my intentions. A lot of the time they'll have to do with like what the new moon can bring. And then I get in there and I just soak in my intention. And that really helps, first of all, like I don't have to keep thinking of the intention and I know it's already infused in my water. Mm. So that's my little mm. new moon bath ritual. That's interesting. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I, I just want to, I feel called to say it's okay to take yourself seriously because I, I think for myself, I'd get really caught up in my own brain of like, Luke, you're being really corny right now. Like, what are you doing? What, this doesn't, like, this isn't you. Don't, this doesn't mean anything. But, like, allow yourself to, like, be in that process and just take it seriously and do stuff like that and have that be okay. Like, don't hold yourself back. Yeah, totally. Nobody's watching you. Yeah. Nobody's like, oh, my gosh, Haley's being such a weirdo. Why are you letting yourself embarrass yourself? Yeah, ex- no, okay. So That's I was fucked. doing a, like, um, do you know what EFT tapping is? No. I think you would really like EFT tapping. We'll talk about EFT it. EFT tapping. Yeah, we'll talk about it after the pod a little bit more. But 
I was doing an EFT tapping and breath work thing. Breath work. And she was like, let your breath out and let it make any noise it wants to make. And I, I was alone here. Like, my husband wasn't even home. Yeah. I was alone. And I was, like, embarrassed. Like, I was like, Hi. like I don't want to do it. And then I was like, then, like, I don't know, like, my intuition popped in or maybe one of my guides and was just like, you're alone. Like, fuck it. Just who do it? Like, who cares? And so then I was like, bah! And, like, it was cool. But, yeah. yeah so, like, just stop judging yourself that's really what it's about it's like you're trying to see yourself from the perspective of somebody else in that moment like judging you and it's just like stop fucking judging yourself and what's embarrassing about you wanting to understand yourself and be your best self and hold yourself lightly and lovingly what's embarrassing I, I sometimes think that people who are like so judgy about that stuff are just like jealous that they can't be so free and maybe yeah. that's just and me don't sounding even realize bitchy. it honestly. yeah no like, they it's probably really buried don't. down there in, in, in layers of judgment and right like, hierarchy. yeah and i really think that when you're starting to judge people we all get judgy like i'm not a judgment free person no at all like i'm like we all have judgy moments and and so i think like sometimes your judginess can just invite you to be like huh what do i like really feel about this or like am I just jealous that I can't be that free or am I just jealous that I can't say what's really on my mind like a lot of time I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe that person said that or like blah blah blah. like maybe I'm just jealous that I can't just completely say what's on my mind yeah following that external thought to the more internal yeah like and that's hard and you don't have to do it every time yeah it gets exhausting we're not perfect but the more you do it the easier it becomes yeah and it's very freeing to do too to be like oh I feel this way like we're all humans like also yeah sometimes I just feel like when we talk about all this stuff like no, I just really never want anybody to think that I'm sitting here, like, talking at them because I'm also not a perfect person at all. And I hope nobody assumes that. No, I think you're very, like, but, honest, which yeah. is approachable. And I think it's which is really good. Because yeah. I think a lot of people in your kind of position can feel distanced and, and unapproachable. I think yeah. you do a good job of grounding it. Oh, thank you so much. Of course, much. of course. Um, so my next tip is just to start. <clears throat> We're just starting, just okay? Starting. Just Fucking start. You're we're, never... We're, at this point, we're in tune with our Claire's and, and, like, with your Claire's how and you your intuition works. You think you might works. allow it to change. Whatever Claire's start actually coming through, you might have thought it was going to be one thing, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, you're allowing that to happen. You're, you're allowing, being free with yourself. Yes. You're, you're creating that mental space to meditate. Yep. Maybe your guides are popping in. Maybe they've met you in a dream. Just allow whatever comes through. And, um, you know, we have a psychic protection episode, too. So, or I do. Luke's not in that one. <laughs> Go ahead and listen to that. Just making sure you're protecting yourself before you sort of start, like, allowing all this to flow. I think that's so important. Yeah, so do that. It's a really short episode. I think it's, like, 15 minutes, oh, so nice. not too much of your time. Is that just you? Do you have a guest? Yeah, it's just me. Nice. Yeah, just chatting. So just start. You're never going to know every single little thing before you start. Don't let any, like, perfectionism get in your way in this moment. Just begin. So just try something. If you feel like, okay, you know what? I think a walking meditation would really work for me. So set time aside to walk for 10 minutes and just set the intention that that's going to be a walking meditation for you and see if anything comes through. Nothing might come through the first time. And it's really about showing up. Then I know that can be frustrating when things like aren't flowing the way that you want them to, but showing up really shows like the universe and your guides and your own self. I think it is so important for like our own evidence to show up for ourselves. Like, have you ever done that thing where you're like, oh, I'm going to get up tomorrow morning and sit in the sun and then you just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And then there, there's part of you that is like, I know betraying yourself sounds really dramatic, no, no, but, I, I but there is part of you that kind of is doing that. So just showing up for yourself at first and like showing yourself and your guides in the universe that you're going to be doing this is really 
a very powerful practice in itself. Mm. So don't get too hung up on what's coming through, what's not coming through, signs and symbols, stuff like that. So just really just allow things to start flowing. Well, it's an, yeah. it's an intuitive journey. It's not something where you're going to take a test or a quiz every week and, you know, graduate from Algebra 1 to Algebra 2 within the right. course of six months. Like, yeah. it's, it's yeah. so progressive and, and small. Yes, one thing that really helped me with this was making myself a tiny little morning routine and a tiny little evening routine. And I actually still have this piece of paper sitting on my bedside table, which is crazy because I hmm. think it's been there since, like, 2020. One really, like, yeah, late twenty twenty one probably. So cool. it's like been there. I don't need it anymore, but I don't know <laughs> why it's still there. But so like I made myself a little morning routine. You know, I'm gonna ground. I'm gonna meditate for five minutes, and I'm gonna like talk to my guides for two minutes or something like that. Just start with like a tiny little meditation or like a tiny little routine, whatever that looks like for you. And maybe it's making a magic tea or having a little magic bath that we talked about or like something you can't do that every morning. But, sure. you know, just like making yourself like and then my nighttime routine was just grounding, thanking the universe for my day and like protecting myself with light or like my whole bed with light or something That's like cool. that. Really easy. And then it, it's just going to roll from there. It's just going to naturally unfold. So don't worry too much about what's next. What's yeah. next? What's going to happen person's next? Process it's just going to it's just going to unfold. No matter how many much planning you do, it's just going to unfold on its own. So, yeah, that's that's my next tip. I have, like, three more tips. So the next tip for this is we're kind of talking about awakening abilities still. I mean, on this is what the whole episode yeah. is about. So grabbing a psychic tool that's interesting to you. My first psychic tool was a tarot deck, and now I never use it. So that is a really good <laughs> Well, you note. graduated to oracle cards. Yeah, I love oracle cards. I really do. And they just, I feel that they just let, they're very loose in how you can interpret them, and they just really let my intuition flow. It's just what works for me. Obviously, I've had tons of tarot readers on the podcast, so I have nothing against tarot, and I think it's amazing. It's a really cool tool. But uh, yeah, so I'm saying it was my first tool, and you don't have to stick to the first thing you pick up, which is like a huge lesson for me. Like I always felt guilty looking at the cards being like, uh, should I try these again? Like, no, I did some readings for people I knew. I did some like, and everybody knew, like, I don't know these cards yet. So I'm looking at the book. I'm trying to learn what they mean, like all that stuff. And then I just put them down one day and I didn't come back to them. And that's fine. Like they're still on my desk and like I have them there and I love them, but they're just not something that resonates. So feel free to, move on from a tool if it doesn't work for you. But pick a tool up because I think it really helps you sort of channel your intuition and start to focus it in a way and that helps you learn how. So let's say you're shuffling your oracle cards. I love oracles, so we'll talk about that. And you are you pull a card for like your brother who you're reading or something and it's like listen quietly. So you look at the card and then just allow your intuition to start flowing and see what comes through. It's probably going to be right. Maybe not all the time, but it's just a way to sort of help, like, loosen the dam and start, like, allowing sure. your intuition to flow through a tool. So pick a tool that feels safe and fun and do that. So I think a lot of people maybe listening to this do want to get to that point where they can, they are interested in the social aspect of, like, helping out friends or family or whatever. But how do you have that transition and how do you know you're ready to actually do that with integrity and feeling like you can be useful to other people? that's something that I think I would trip up on is like, okay, maybe I have some intuition stuff going on here, but could I in integrity read for people? How do you get to the point where you think you can do that? Ooh, 
Um, for me, it really helped to take classes, which was actually my next tip. So we're going oh, perfectly into nice. this. So that really helped me. If you don't ever have to take a class in your life, if you don't want to, but for me, one, it helped. It really helped me with structure of learning. I like structure when I learn things, and it helped me with accountability. So I knew I had to show up every week on Zoom and learn and practice with people. That was really helpful for me. And it helped me learn from somebody that I trust. And in that way, I was practicing with people I didn't know. So I, it was really easy to not let my ego get in the way. Yeah, low barrier of Giving, Yeah. So that was really validating. So I think practicing on people you don't know is and you're just gonna have to start honestly like there's not gonna be this time where you feel like I'm really in touch with my intuition now I think I can get in touch and work with other people I don't know if that would ever really happen like very specifically I think you're just gonna have to try it yeah if you want to if you want to yeah yeah, you never ever have to read for anybody in your whole entire life you can just use your own intuition to have a more fuller interesting life where you're able to be connected and make some really great decisions for yourself. Yeah, so, be more in touch with the universe. Yeah, be more in touch with the universe and like unseen things I think is just really exciting. So, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's my like short answer is take some classes if that's what you feel like you need to do and, and then jump in with whatever tool you're using. Um, and, and I think it, it's easy to jump in with a tool. And, like I, I jumped in really just channeling and that really worked for me. But if using a tool can be really helpful in structure, and, um, and that's what classes helped me learn how to just channel on my own instead of without a tool. So, and also please pick a class from somebody who you actually trust. Like don't just pick a class from some random advertised thing on wherever social media that you're seeing, like pick a class from somebody who you really truly believe in, not just some random thing that you find on the internet. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. So that's my other little tip. Yeah, and then my like last that. tip is just to do your own intuition tests. So if you're, me- like? if you're yeah. meeting somebody for coffee, guess that they might be wearing a green shirt. Like, be like, okay, hmm. what are they going to be wearing today? That type of thing. Did you say that because I'm wearing a green yeah, shirt? Yeah, I said that because you're wearing a green I shirt. I thrifted this guy. I know, great color. Yeah, do your own little intuition test. How can you sort of just throw out <clears> your day? One thing that I really loved that I read recently in the Psychic Witch book by Matt Oren is he gives you this exercise to do where basically you just go throughout your whole day telling yourself or like playing almost playing make-believe like he kind of talks about how it triggers like that sort of imagination part of you of your inner child like that you like pretending or imagining or playing that you are like the most intuitive psychic in the whole entire world Hmm. and like how would you move about your day if you were that And what types of things would you think about and what would you do? And I really enjoy, I still do it sometimes because I really enjoy the practice and I think it's like good work. I mean, to me, it's, you know, just like being like, I'm going to be the best version of myself today. What's, yeah, yeah. What's, what's I'm going to be the hottest, most, powerful, most successful version yeah, of myself like, look coolest, like Yeah, hottest, sexiest yeah. version of myself. I'm going to show up as that. Yeah. It's so fucking fun. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I actually sort of felt like that this morning because I have a I have a big long day. I was like, I'm podcasting. I'm going to lunch with a friend. I'm going to see a show later tonight. I have things to do in the afternoon. So I'm like... Let's wear something like you feel good. Let's do a little something. Let's just be the, the yeah, most be like the most ultimate version of yourself. Version of yourself. Yeah, I love yeah. it so much, and it's so exciting to do that. And so yeah, that's one of my. I guess that's like the last little tip. I feel like that's a fun tip to end. Yeah, it's a fun tip. But and that's a tip yeah. you can skip right too. Also, like you can do that from the beginning of this whole process. Oh yeah, you can be the first thing that you, you do. Yeah, to. first thing that you do is like play make believe with yourself, and then like it's kind of like 
it's almost like manifesting. I feel like it's like I'm just showing up as this person. Yeah. And that's when it's we like be. ratcheting up your vibration, like you were sort of talking about earlier. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So fun. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you love the podcast and listen on Apple, please be sure to rate and leave a review. If you want more from Opening the Door, follow along on Instagram at Opening the Door Podcast. Have a question about psychic work or psychic development? Email openingthedoorpodcast at gmail.com and you might have your question included in one of our future Q&A episodes.